Welcome to the very first episode of Super Hypotheticals. Before we begin, I wanted to take you guys through exactly what it is that we're trying to accomplish here. In each of these episodes, we're going to be talking about a specific superpower and the limitations that go along with that superpower. Obviously, a lot of this stuff is up to personal interpretation, so it's just our opinion as to what these limitations might be. But we do think that even though they are fictional characters, they need to have limitations, and that's part of the point of good storytelling. That's all I'll say about this for now. Other than that, enjoy the show. Superheroes have taken the world by storm. Things aren't looking too hunky-dory. Is Betsy from the corner reading your mind? Is Tommy using his powers of invisibility to peep on your daughter? Tune in as these events unfold and we uncover more of these super hypotheticals. Alright, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, we are talking about shapeshifters today. I have Blake and Josh with me. And just to remind you guys, the only rule is fictional characters do have limitations. That's the whole point of the show. That's the whole premise that we're going off of. So we're going to talk about some of the limits of shapeshifting if it existed within reality. Right? I have a couple of questions listed off for you guys. Uh, we're going to talk in terms of yes or no's. Right, try to get some solid definitive lines here. Uh, starting off with the first question, which is, if I was a shapeshifter, would I stay the same mass slash weight? Right, and the basis of this question is like, uh, you know, if I'm turning into something that's bigger or smaller than me, do I remain the same density essentially, or do I change density? Right, becoming less dense if I'm larger, or becoming more dense if I'm smaller? Right, so that's the basic basic question. So, Blake, I'll start off with you. What What is your opinion? Um, it's difficult. I, I need the, the formula for density because I really do like to prefer to calculate it. But mass would absolutely change because that's just how much space you take up. And you turn into an elephant, you have more mass. You turn into a mouse, you have less mass. And then weight, sort of your impact on gravity, you'll have a different impact, so your weight will probably change. But the density of the cells themselves, I feel like they wouldn't change. I feel like they'd just kind of change in size. Because the cells on that level don't really matter. I mean, suddenly your nose is going to be some different weight and different mass if it became an elephant trunk. Um... But then, I'm kind of guessing the density wouldn't change. But you definitely have a mass and weight change. That's just a given. Okay. So you said the cells would would most likely grow. So you don't think that I would gain more cells, right? So, like, one of the theories that's been proposed about shape-shifting is that, um, as opposed to physically just growing every part of my body, that I actually accumulate more cells through the process of splitting and, and generation and stuff like that. Um, or in the opposite effect of growing smaller, you would kind of expel that mass or you would expel that energy. Um, so what do you think about about that in terms of growing and shrinking? Do you not only grow and shrink the cells in your body, the appendages, stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, but do you actually gain material mass through whatever means around you? Hmm... I don't think in that moment, because, I mean, over time, it's like, 
from the time you're born to the time you die, you're going to be totally different cells at that point because everything is going to have replaced itself. Just you'll lose hair over time and you'll have a totally different head of hair at one point. But ultimately, I'm kind of thinking it really is just cells that are changing shape and size, be it bigger or smaller, because you can't, if we're talking about limitations, you can't destroy or create matter and so that just wouldn't happen i think it's just a matter of okay well if you shapeshift your cells shapeshift they may change shape and they may change size be it bigger or smaller but you can't create or destroy new cells and new matter um in that instantaneous way it, that's not really how it works it has to be some kind of energy transfer um like, you could say, oh, you made new cells when, like, you had a kid. But that's the thing, is there had to be an energy transfer. Um, you can't just make something from nothing or totally destroy it. Because even once we have dead skin cells, that's just dust that's suddenly up in the air. So you can't really create or destroy. So I don't think it's that there's going to be new cells, just they'll change in some way, whatever need be. Okay, I have a follow-up question for you, but I wanted to go to Josh first. And what's your what's your take? Are we increasing in mass and weight, or are we... No, I'd have to agree with uh, Blake's sentiment. If we're talking about realistic limitations, I was going to mention the theory of relativity prior. Matter can't be created nor destroyed, as is currently proven within the world of, you know, science and discovery. And so, like... You know, I agree with uh, Blake's hypothesis that um, the cells are themselves are being modified. There, are, there's no new material taking place of the space that is growing to create the new form, more or less. What is already existing, what matters already present, is simply looking to accommodate the new form that you're trying to put forth with your ability. So, you know, essentially, with Blake's sentiment, you know, I agree. Okay. And, yeah, it, uh, the idea of matter not being created or, or destroyed is absolutely true. It's based in science, right? And if we're talking about true limitations of the body, regardless of fictional or non-fictional, it would have to apply. Um, however, what about uh, repurposing of cells? So, obviously, this isn't the first time that I've asked people these questions. I've had these questions for a while. And one thing that I talked to somebody about was, um, obviously, as humans, we create waste, right? Yeah. We, we have processes in our body that remove um, chemicals or, or whatever from the food and, and drinks and stuff that we consume and expel them. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what if we're talking about, as opposed to um, uh, all the cells in our body changing shape, that we're talking about harnessing that leftover energy so that a shapeshifter biologically is no longer having the need to expel waste in the form of pee and poop, right? Instead, they're able to take that extra energy and apply it to themselves. And in fact, they're able to gather energy in other ways, right? Like, mm. let's say, um, uh, since we're talking hypotheticals, right? What, uh, what about pho photosynthesis or some other way of gaining um, energy from alternative sources that can be, then be transformed within our bodies, right? Shifted in shape and in mass and in uh you know whatever other form you want to talk about and then repurposed 
to suit whatever you're trying to do, if you're trying to grow or if you're trying to shrink, right? And not necessarily the destruction of cells, but as a, uh, instead the expulsion of, of cells. So in this instance, the only time that a shapeshifter would have to go to the bathroom is if it was shifting into something smaller than itself or if it hadn't used its powers in a while, right? Does that follow? I suppose. I think it's tough because you're... Okay, well, say you've got dead skin cells that fall off, whether you're human or you're in your elephant form or something. Those will still fall off, and that's just how things go, but if you're taking on energy, then you're going to end up transferring it. A plant photosynthesizing is going to release oxygen into the atmosphere after it's taking in, uh, using chlorophyll after it takes in carbon dioxide. Like, there's a whole process there, and it ultimately is going to have to expel energy because it took in energy. So... What? I mean, maybe the expelling of energy comes from the transformation itself, like the, you're expelling energy to transform. But why, I guess, I guess why do we have to expel that energy, right? I get like we can use well, that Because it's just up. that's the transfer of energy. It's you can't create or destroy, you, there's a transfer. Yeah, and, and then in this sense we're talking about maybe repurposing some of that energy that is lost. Yeah, into right? transforming. Or shape-shifting, rather. Exactly. And so instead of expelling that energy, that energy would go into transforming. So there, would necess there wouldn't necessarily be, right, like plants release oxygen. Mm -hmm. As opposed to that plant releasing that oxygen, that energy is transformed or shifted towards the ultimate goal of becoming an elephant, right? Yeah. And then in that case, right, if we're talking about that scenario, what do you think, Josh? Do I gain more energy? Do I gain more cells? Or are you still going with the original hypothesis that our cells just grow and shrink as we grow and shrink? The, yeah, kind of a brain fart. Um, I don't know, it's, it's quite difficult. Um, in most cases, I would just, I would still stick with, you know, the original, you know, um, idea that uh, we're just dealing with a massive, you know, expulsion of energy and whatnot. I can't consider until, like, there's a, a new principle or whatnot that overrides what currently dictates, you know, our scientific belief and observation. I would have to, you know, go with that massive expulsion of energy when it comes to the expanse of one's form through shape-shifting and whatnot, you know, again, like I said, uh, until otherwise, uh, it's been stated that the theory of relativity is not applicable, or it's been disproven that, indeed, matter can be created or destroyed. Well, yeah. we're going to stick with principles of science oh. currently stand as they are, yeah. right? We can apply different principles to the human form to accommodate for whatever power we're talking about, right? Like I did with photosynthesis to humans. Obviously, humans don't photosynthesize currently yeah right and maybe that'll change one day in the future as we evolve but for right now we're talking about you know potentially a shapeshifter having that ability as a further form of evolution which is essentially what we're talking about here yeah 
Okay, so then for the question of would I say the same mass slash weight in terms of what I was talking about with uh, density shifting more than anything, right? Growing cells and becoming more or less dense depending on if you're growing or shrinking. I'm going to say that you guys are saying um, you don't gain cells, right? And therefore, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and, and switch gears and talk about a different thing, which is uh, the main question that I wanted to do for this episode, mm -hmm. uh, which is if I were a shapeshifter, could I turn into a pregnant woman and reproduce entirely asexually? because here we're talking about staying the same size right or potentially shifting your body composition around so blake you're six two right six two six three so instead of you changing into an elephant right and yeah. gaining massively bigger cells we're talking about repurposing the cells in your body so that you would instead become a five three woman with a nine month pregnant belly Right? Yeah, Would there be an actual physical fetus inside? No. You don't think so? No. Why not? You can... That's that's just creating a whole new life at that point, which you can create the shape of it. Like, a shapeshifter can suddenly have that pregnant belly shape. They can take on the shape of a pregnant woman in that case. Um, and they can even have some massive cells in there that looks like a fetus um and maybe they're even pumping their blood through their body as if it's got a heartbeat but not so much because to really end up creating another life it's just like we we're saying is that it's there is a there's a transference of energy there needs to be a sperm and an egg that fertilizes that then creates an actual life otherwise you just have the shape of a fetus in there, but it's not, and you can't end up just creating a new life asexually. I mean, because you'd have to really more so turn into something asexual, or usually there's single-celled organisms that do so, but let's say you, you do turn into some uh, multi-celled organism and you look like a woman and reproduce asexually um there is pretty much an energy transference that's got to happen again for some single-celled organism that's going to reproduce asexually they got to take in a lot of matter consume a lot of nutrients to be able to do that sort of a split because uh, that takes a lot of energy to do so whereas creating a multi-celled organism is going to require two multi-celled organisms. You can't just suddenly create a life. You can create something that has takes on that shape because you shape-shifted, but not so much that it suddenly is a new life. You're not going to create a new consciousness. Okay. That is the big limitation. Okay. And I have some follow-ups to this question, but Josh, thoughts? Um, can I, at this point we are talking about, can you create a child, right? A second consciousness. I have some follow-up questions that are a little bit different, but right now we're talking about, can I shapeshift into a pregnant woman and create another life, create another baby? Mm, no, I, well, 
Blake basically just pulled the words out of my mouth. At that point, if we're talking about just even being able to just think for a second, oh, you know, I want to become, you know, a pregnant human female or, you know, a or an organism with the, you know, pregnant with another form inside me. And at that point, if by chance you could just simply think or just, you know, will it in, you know, will yourself as a pregnant, you know, form and possess, you know, a living, you know, multi-celled organism like Blake was saying, at that point, you might as well be assuming, you know, obviously it's not like, you know, an immediate, like, you know, it's not like, you know, the snap of a finger's life is created, but at, at that point, you know, just being able to have that power to create life simply by shape, shape-shifting into a pregnant female form that would possess that life form, it's basically you're playing God at that point. At least that's what I feel about it. Okay. You're kind of playing God with the fact that you could just simply um, shapeshift and the full, and the cells that inhibit your body can create any organism, even though you don't have, like, you know, like Blake was saying, you don't have um, the sperm to uh, fertilize the, um, the eggs within the female form and create, you know, an embryo and, fit, and then eventually lead into a fetus and a baby. As, you know, nature and law dictates. Okay. So, one of the follow-up questions was, Mm -hmm. uh, if if we agreed that I could do it, would there be another consciousness? Which, you guys have given me the consensus of no. That would not be able to happen. Yeah, you just can't make a consciousness. So, the next question would be, you brought up needing to have two separate organisms, right? Mm -hmm. Um... So we're going to get to that point in a second, but I have a couple of follow-up questions, which is um, that kind of like serve as a, a little bit of a basis because I do have a personal preference. I'm not going to share it right now. I'm going to kind of build my argument a little bit. Um, but my next question for you guys to kind of build my premise would be, uh, can I heal myself, right? Like let's say that I get wounded in any kind of sense of the matter. Let's just choose a gunshot wound, right? Let's say I get shot in the shoulder as a shapeshifter. You said that I can grow my cells, right? So, and I can obviously transform into other things. So I could transform my cells into, let's say, skin cells, to re- skin and muscle cells to replace the muscle that's there, or potentially even bone cells to replace the bone that's there, grow them in size to, to take the place of uh, the missing chunks. I'm going to start with Josh this time. What do you think, possible or impossible? Um... Well, in most cases, it potentially could be possible, but it's just um, with certain materials and certain shapes, um, certain materials and whatnot take their shape, their respective shape, because of their you know molecular structure and whatnot. It all goes down to the molecular level. Like when you're trying to reduce the amount of cells that are used to construct a form, in most cases, like their their function, their functionality, and their purpose you know, differ very greatly. Like, when it comes to certain bone and whatnot, like, or not just bone. Bone's a little bit more straightforward considering that it's like, you know, you know, the solid base that the human body is constructed around. But when it comes to, you know, things like muscles, more intricate, um, you know, portions and parts of the human body, um, you try to, you, if you modify the molecular structure to such an extent to where there are less cells that compose the construction of the muscle matter, then that muscle ma- then that muscle won't you know work in such a way because like you know with the way the muscle constructed you have like you know hundreds and hundreds of fibers that may make up certain muscles and like the less cells you remove from the equation obviously because 
you know, you may be in a situation where you have to grow the cells to replace if we're talking about real limitations, but when it comes to, uh, you know, your muscle mat, like, you know, muscle fibers and whatnot, like certain muscle fibers, if the fibers are too large, you know, what, you know, what would that cause? Like having a study or be, having a little bit of a background in anatomy, you might find that, uh, uh, you know, your muscles may serve to be more constricted because you don't have all, more fibers to produce, you know, the greater maneuverability and whatnot. Although granted at the same time with larger fibers that make up muscle mass, you know, you also get warrant and better protection. But yeah, it's just the bigger, that's like my big gripe is modifying the cells to a certain extent. You so you're saying for the repurposing of cells would probably not be a thing. So in if I got shot in... in... In certain situations, uh, yeah. It's it's okay. really it's really picky. Like my answer is just like really uh, just difficult to like surmise because there are certain situations where it served to be beneficial and served to be less beneficial when you have, you know, certain pieces of matter that are less dense. Like if you have, okay. or in more dense, like if you have a bone that's a lot more dense and whatnot, then um, obviously it could prove uh, to have a lot more, like, you know, solidity to it in base. Um, but even so, like in place where uh, more cells and tighter density could mean for stronger bone matter, you know, a single... Like, if the bone was made out of one single supermassive cell, then, you know, that could also um, uh, prove for it to be more um, protective or... Whenever there's some sort of shapeshifter within a fictional story, it's always like, how long can you sustain this and get better at it over time? Um, or just any story with any ninjas that, yeah, it's like, oh, doing some sort of transformation power into some other form um or anything within mythology that i'm thinking of that has some transformative power they can sustain it for only so long because it does take an exerted effort and if it's like you transform into me and then you trip down the stairs you go back to yourself and then you're just you in pain well so speaking of mythology right one of the best examples of mythological shape-shifting has got to be the werewolf Right. Yeah. I mean, they're shape-shifting into something else. But if we're talking about shape-shifting in, in that sense, mm -hmm. right, when a werewolf gets shot and injured, it doesn't go back to being human, right? In most mythology, shooting a werewolf, aside from the whole silver bullet ideology thing, pisses it off and maintains it, its shape, right? In fact, the big issue with werewolves shape-shifting is not that they have trouble maintaining that form, but that they have ma trouble maintaining their human form whenever something happens. Right? Yeah, but I mean, that's odd, because that's more not within their control. Like, if we have some Harry Potter animagus, which, I mean, that's not just in Harry Potter. There's plenty of stories with animagus where someone transforms into an animal. That's an exerted... I feel like that's different than if, a Well, too. yeah, because that's the thing, is they're deliberately doing so. That's what I'm saying. It's like, werewolf, they're no longer in control. They're trapped in this form because of the full moon, and they that's just what they've become, and it's beyond their control at that point. Right. So I guess then, in order to answer the question of could they heal or not? It would be dependent on what shapeshifter we're talking about, right? Because a werewolf, 
if we're talking about a shapeshifter that rests on those same premises where they don't have to exert energy in order to hold the form where they naturally do so. Yeah, but even a werewolf's not going to suddenly heal. It's, it's no, still No, I'm injured. talking about a werewolf-esque shape-shifting ability where you're, whenever you transform into whatever you're going to transform into, mm-hmm. you hold that, right? Which I guess should be another question of what kind of... I, I, but I guess that would just depend on what kind of sh- shapeshifter we're talking about, which is why I didn't include it in here. Because I did think of that. Mm-hmm. Um but if we're talking about a shapeshifter that is, it can hold its form indefinitely because it truly becomes yeah. something something else, right? As opposed to a shapeshifter that just borrows a form, but it has its original form that it needs to stay. Yeah, and then I guess it depends on their properties. Like, I just popped into my head as, like, Terminator 2, the liquid Terminator that... But that's the thing. He's composed of something totally different. It's not a human turning into something else with the same limitations of a human. This is, like, a different substance entirely in that, like, he gets shot. There's a weird silver hole in him. And then kind of... And then he sort of restores himself because it just kind of went around the bullet, I suppose. Didn't leave an injury because that's... Because at the end, they have to kill him with molten lava because he's a metal, and that's the only way. Like, you have to destroy the matter with extreme temperature or some kind of extreme state change in that way. In that, okay, apply heat and, and break down those cells because shooting a bullet through him didn't work, so he kind of just... It just causes a hole to be there after the bullet has passed through and then just go back to looking like the cop that he transforms into in Terminator 2. So okay, it can probably also depend on the original properties in terms of what is going to affect them. Um, it could be like, oh, the shapeshifter is allergic to peanuts and um, well, you throw a, a peanut to the elephant and all of a sudden the elephant goes into some anaphylactic shock and goes back to being a human who's just suffering from their allergy because they still have those same properties. Like, um, like I was kind of thinking about how, okay, well, they transform, like Beast Boy turning into whatever animal. He kind of takes on that brain, but he still has his consciousness in there and that, like, his, when his, people talk to him, he can understand what they're saying. Yeah, but he's just, like he's a bear. Too, he's so. responding as a bear, but he has his consciousness still, and he's, um, yeah, he's he's aware of what's going on because he's the one who deliberately did the transformation, unlike a werewolf who unintentionally transforms and has no idea what's going on and is just some savage monster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it depends on the properties of the shapeshifter. Liquid Terminator, you're a liquid metal and you've clearly got some leeway unless you fall into molten lava. Human being, like Mystique from the X-Men, turning into somebody, you get shot, okay, and now she's back to her original form. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So then um, my next question to that would be, uh, just again, still building the basis of of the final question that I have to you guys um, is 
what would happen if so you've you've said previously there has to be two organisms involved or at least two different sets of DNA in order to make a child. Yeah, right? to be I a multi celled yeah. organism. It doesn't even have to be a human being, but yeah, you want a multi celled organism, you need two different sets of DNA. Okay. So what would it be possible if I was a shapeshifter mm-hmm. to say turn into an egg laying creature like a duck, a fish, a bird, a lizard, something like that, mm-hmm. as a female yeah. laying that egg, right? Which is essentially would just be mass transformation and then mass expulsion. Yeah. And then having a uh, turning into a male counterpart of that same animal. Oh, and then fertilizing the egg. The egg. Hmm. That is a tougher one. Because let's go with a fish. They'll lay the eggs, and then the males will come along and disperse the sperm into the water to fertilize the eggs that are just kind of like unfertilized eggs that are sitting on a riverbed or wherever. Um, It might not work because you've got the same base DNA... Then are you changing? Do we your have the DNA? same base DNA? Because if I'm creating uh, eggs, will which you I'm then just exposing? be the male version of yourself or the female version of yourself? So, if it does potentially work, it it doesn't create a successful organism. I mean, it's 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 going to okay. Well, if well, just like well, pardon the interruption and interjection, but what about you know the same principle behind incest? No, exactly. Is that's what I was about to get into? Like, is if it, there's some ancestral relation, and then there's there's genetic alterations in the offspring, and they're uh, they're defective. I just that's the only way to put it. Is yeah. that this fish that's going to be born from these now fertilized eggs? is going to be genetically de- defective, and in that environment, it might not survive, essentially. Yeah. It's not going to have... It's not going to be a female vying for what is the strongest... All right, it's a salmon. What is the strongest salmon in the pack of these salmon um, that I should choose? I should lay my eggs near him um, because he'll pass on the strongest genetic chance of survival, um, whereas just... It's you fertilizing your own eggs at that point, if that's even possible, because maybe that's not possible with your original properties. The same way man turns into pregnant woman, he's not suddenly creating a life. He's creating something that looks like a fetus and acts like one, but isn't going to be born a new consciousness. So okay, that's where it gets difficult is, yeah, you may not be able to create a new consciousness if you're just... Like, if you are, you're going to create a defective one. Yeah, and obviously but the same principles... if you even can. Same principles would apply if you shapeshifted into a man. Yeah. And then you delivered a sperm sample and then shapeshifted into Shaped a woman. a woman and then it goes... Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, yeah. here is... We're getting to the final questions, mm-hmm. right? Here's one of the last ones. Mm-hmm. Is... Say I'm, I'm a shapeshifter, say I'm a man. Mm-hmm. Right? I transform into a female body. Mm-hmm. Right, um, or even I stay a man, or or I'm I'm a female and then I transfer into a man. Yeah. Right, and so I'm either receiving sperm from a second party, somebody that's not me. Yeah. Right. So let, let's use the example of me as the shapeshifter. You're the man. I turn into a woman. You impregnate me. 
Okay. Do I carry the baby? Can can I remain pregnant? So obviously we've talked about shapeshifters. At this point, we've established that we're shapeshifters do not um, generate mass for um, immediate reasons such as gaining mass, stuff like that. But they obviously can generate mass just by living, as we all do, right? Yeah. We all gain new cells, lose new cells, whatever. Yeah. Right? We can go through normal body processes as a, as a shapeshifter. Yeah. We've, so we've established that. We've, we've also established that you have to physically remain, um, remain that way in order to remain a shapeshifter, which we have seen... In movies, TV shows, that kind of stuff, shapeshifters yeah. hold shape while asleep, mm-hmm. right? It's so there. There is some method of like being able to hold even in semi-consciousness. Well, yeah, if they've gained a better mastery over their powers, right? So we're t- if we're talking about somebody that can even be unconscious and still maintain shape, right? And a shapeshifter that is potentially able to carry um, to full term a nine-month baby, right, as a pregnant woman. Yeah, that's what's... Am I able to now do that? I don't know if you are. Because I... I have somebody else, right? We're not talking about me impregnating myself. No, anymore. I know. But but I don't know if you are because it's like... Because I am a female version of myself, right? My, I... my DNA doesn't change, but my physiology does to some extent. Well, that's the thing is if your DNA doesn't change, then can you even... If your DNA doesn't change, you go from man to woman, and your DNA doesn't change, then how can you have a viable uterus that's creating viable eggs? That might just not be possible at that point if your DNA doesn't change. But then you, let's say, yeah, you carry it, you, you're able to stay, like if you are, okay, you're pregnant now, but you go back, I'd say that kind of terminates it, whereas if you do stay in that form for the nine months. Well, let's let's address the first part of your question, which you brought up, which is, would I be able to create a viable uterus? So I'd actually counter that one with, let's say I'm turning into an elephant. Yeah. Does my skin change? In um, anything other than appearance? Maybe not. Because if we're saying that I can turn into an elephant... Mm-hmm. Look like an elephant, feel like an elephant, behave and act like an elephant, mm-hmm. which we've seen before, mm-hmm. right? Where the skin the skin color changes or maybe it doesn't change, but the toughness is still there, right? The yeah. toughness of the height is still there. If I can do that, then there'd be no reason why I can't change the internal functionings of my body to create a, a well, uterus. Because, you know, with the skin, it's the, like back to what we started with, that the cells themselves are shape-shifting into cells that are tougher skin. But then... So theoretically... So then your reproductive organs shape-shift into female reproductive organs. But then are they functional? Because I wonder if that is based more in your DNA changing or not. Because if it is just an illusory thing the same way that you take on the illusory image of a pregnant woman um, or any pregnant animal of any kind there there's therein lies the difficulty is because you're not creating a new life but then yeah you're you're getting a second party 
multi-celled organism, but then are you viable in that way? Or is it still just, it's giving the illusion of it? It looks, feels, seems like it, there is a change, like with the elephant's skin is changing from your human skin. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it would be viable. That's difficult because that may be more based in your DNA, especially if it is just you're changing the appearance of it. It looks like a uterus, but it might not act like a uterus. And so it might not even be able to be a body that can become pregnant. But yeah, maybe that that's a tough one. That is a very tough one. Yeah, because I'm not sure if it really could, though. Because, alright, is it producing a viable egg? But then the egg is based around the DNA at that point. If the DNA doesn't change... Well, does the DNA change? Because I, I don't remember which one of you guys said it, but what, it was like a quick, th quick thing. Yeah. We just kind of breeze past that. Does the DNA change? And I feel like it, it again, just kind of relays back to how well you have your powers down. Right? Like, at, at some level within your DNA, mm -hmm. right, you are a shapeshifter above everything else, right? Yeah. To be a shapeshifter, that has to be in your DNA, in your DNA. coded into your Kind of like, okay, so, Mystique, her mutation in her DNA, because that's the thing, all the X-Men, yeah. they're mutants, it's that there's a mutation in their genetics. Um, so if you are a shapeshifter down to your shapeshifter DNA, gene. then you could theoretically change your dna right your or DNA. you would at least if maybe you can not change, change your, your DNA, dna but have like a, a if a you balance can there. then maybe so um maybe so um because at that point you change your dna around you've rename you've rearranged the chromosomes to go from xy to xx let's say um from male to female and then if the if the DNA of the chromosomes have rearranged to look and act like a female, all the telomeres are different shape at that point, then I suppose that's what is going to form the basis of the egg. And there's an outside party sperm to fertilize the egg. Uh, thus, maybe it could carry it the term. What do you think, Josh? Yes or no? If I have an outside person and I shapeshift into a woman and I'm able to stay a woman the entire nine months, can I carry that baby to full term? There's an outside person donating the second source of DNA. What do you think? Yes or no? Just based off of what Blake said, based off what I've, I've brought to the table. Well, based off of what Blake said, um, again, if we're talking about the possibility of DNA not being able to be modified, then, you know, simply put, it'd be it'd be really difficult because, again, you know, appearance and everything else, you've been able to modify the cells on that basis, but if internally you cannot modify down to your DNA structure, more or less, rather than, like, you know, the cells that compose your physical, like, outward appearance and whatnot, then um, I find it very difficult for that to be realistic for a man to shapeshift into a woman and carry a baby two, nine months, again, going off of was said prior with the ability of DNA not being able to be modified. Okay. That was the final question. 
Okay. I don't have any more. That's for you a guys. tough one. So, so yeah. So then at, at this point, that was the point I was trying to build up to that point. But uh, so at this point, we've determined, no, you can't heal yourself. You would stay the same, uh, the same mass slash weight. Uh, your cells would increase or decrease depending on if you're growing right. or shrinking. I thought, I thought the mass and weight does change. Yes. Yeah, uh, okay. You were you were saying den- that you density, stay the same. Yeah, the, the question of uh, does your cells grow, right, in like in number. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, right? that, that doesn't change. That yeah. doesn't change. Okay, okay. Which was the basis of the mass slash weight question yeah, that yeah. I had. Okay. And so that's you. why I said no. But um, so we're saying kind of no to that one. Um, and then we're saying no, you can't reproduce asexually. We're saying no, you can't lay an egg and fertilize it yourself. We're saying no, you can't heal yourself. But we're saying yes potentially you could transform into a woman and reproduce with another person or vice versa. Obviously if you're a woman transform into a male and impregnate somebody, which would probably be a lot easier if the DNA changes, which again, I I have to say, I think that that's more of a, like how well do you control your powers kind of thing? Yeah. Because you are a shapeshifter at your DNA. Yeah. If you've gained the mastery because you have a mutation in your genetics that you have shapeshifter DNA, so to speak. Which I don't and think so, there's a variation of shapeshifter that's not down to genetics. Even werewolf and... Well, yeah, it would, it would be down to a genetic yeah. level. Um, if they're born with it, let's say. If they are, then yeah, it's down to that. Um, I think it might also go back to the material, though, because I'm thinking... Um, the Liquid Terminator. He's... Just one element, and I'm trying to remember if he is part machine in some way, or if it's just some metal imbued with hatred. Um, mm, yeah. Topic for another time, potentially. I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. Thank you guys for taking some time out of your day to listen to us. If you have any comments or critiques for us, or you want to just be a little bit more interactive with other people who also listen to the show, all of these episodes will be uploaded to YouTube so you can be interactive in the comments section. We will also be uploading all of these to Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Music, or wherever you guys get your podcasts. So be sure to like and give us a review, and we will see you guys next week. Out with the... Boys!